We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Striking Gold, your 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Network. My name's Rob Louder. I cover the 49ers for all of you fine folks. And it's here. It's here. The moment we've all been waiting for. The 49ers 2022 official schedule has released. Leading up until this point, we knew what the home opponents were going to be. We knew who the away opponents were going to be. We just didn't know in what order they would be given to us. And now it's all on the table. And I had to endure. One of my least favorite parts of 49ers Twitter. And that is the day of the schedule release. Where you have to watch an entire fan base slash, I don't want analysts, uh, bloggers, and even a, a official NFL media and beat reporters try and tiptoe their way through schedule leaks and rumors, both incorrect and correct, and build up this whole schedule using their advanced mental gymnastics that is literally going to be released in a few hours. Like all Twitter was today, were constant like gathering of rumors, putting them together. At one point, the 49ers opened the season with three road games. That wasn't the case. And it's just like, it's nauseating. I don't know. Maybe it's exciting to you guys. I don't want to seem like a big old grouch. Okay. Cause that's really not what I think I am, but maybe I'm telling on myself right now, but to watch an entire Twitter 49ers Twitter sphere, just bounce off the walls, trying to put together this schedule that they are going to have handed to them just a little bit later that day. Now, now if they were like, Let's say we didn't know the 49ers schedule until like, I don't know, July, August, September, or maybe the, the schedule's given to you as it happens. You don't know who you're playing uh, the next week until you're done with the other game. Wouldn't that be wild? 
I could understand if that was the case. And there was this serious need to know the schedule beforehand. And you had to really put in some work to piece it all together. But the fact that people are just doing backflips in their mind to try and put together the schedule just a few hours before it comes out. And then you never really know if they're correct because they're incorrect all the time. It would take you forever to go through and sift through all the incorrect rumors that have been released over the past few days. And it it just blows my mind that so much effort goes into ciphering the schedule when it's just going to be given to you just a little later that day, just a little later today, just kind of hang out like, you know, just after work, here's the schedule. You know, you don't, you don't have to put in all that work. Maybe it's fun for some people. And and maybe, like I said, maybe I'm the problem. Maybe I'm a big old goof, but it does crack me up to watch this charade. (laughs) Just the day before it's like, to me, it's like trying to, bend over backwards to guess what's in your Christmas gift when it's right in front of you and you just got to open it or it's, you know, or you got to open it in an hour. And it's just, it it was funny. It it was entertaining in, in a weird way, but not that entertaining, but it's here. And who wants to listen to me rail on and on about Twitter's stupid tendencies. And in the words of Dave Chappelle, I don't give a shit because Twitter's not real life, (laughs) not a real place. I I even ruined the quote, but shout out to Dave Chappelle, man. Anyways, So let's go through this. Let's go through this. Literally on my phone right now, a notification popped up of the 49ers little YouTube release of the 49ers schedule. I just got done watching the Chargers uh, little social media video on Twitter. They turned their entire schedule release into like an, like it kind of seemed like an anime uh, intro. It was pretty sweet. It was pretty sweet. All right. So let's get into it. First, the football games that aren't really football games. Preseason, we're starting out with a week one home preseason game against the Green Bay Packers. That's a lot of fun. That's a lot of fun. You know, and it, it, it usually getting that week one home preseason game is great for the team. Uh, you know, the, the, the schedule stays, stays a little tighter. They don't have to take days off for travel, um, or at least not to the effect that they would for a home game. And uh, so starting off with that week one preseason game against the Packers. And for me, if I actually get to take my ass back to training camp this year, that's, I like that because there's a strong chance I can go to that week one preseason game and maybe even just be staying. Cause for those of you that listen to the pod, I'm sure you know that I live in the central Valley. I live in Fresno. I coach, uh, I teach uh, middle school art and I coach football and baseball. So that's, that's my life. And then I try and, inject the 49ers into that life as often as I can. And during summer break, I usually get to go to training camp and I will rent an Airbnb and I will stay in San Jose and go to training camp camp every day so I can bring you guys the skinny. And, you know, I haven't, since I made the turn towards solely doing podcasting, I haven't been able to go to training camp because COVID came along, ruined everything. So it would be nice if I could go back to training camp and then bring you guys daily podcasts, recapping what I saw at practice, that's the plan, but we'll see. So that week one preseason game against the green Bay Packers really bodes well for hopefully my schedule. We'll see how that goes. And then they've got two consecutive away games to close out the preseason, which is now only three games. I believe it was that way last year too. 
uh, against the Vikings and against the Texans. So cool. Preseason, cool. All right, the regular season. Here we go. The 49ers will open the 2022 season against the Chicago Bears. Trey Lance versus, wait, I meant to say Justin Fields versus what we think will be Trey Lance. If it is Trey Lance, then there will be all kinds of cool storylines leading up to that about one being slided in the draft and the other being the third overall pick and blah, 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 blah. But I don't want to get into it, but apparently we're supposed to believe it's there's a chance it might not be Trey Lance. Okay. There's, there's, a, there's a chance that the guy that they traded two first-round picks and a third-round pick to go up and select might not be starting in his second year. So keep keeping that in mind, folks. I'm hoping that you can hear the cynicism and sarcasm just oozing through the microphone. But I had to make sure I mentioned that. Now, I'm sure you guys are all going to be wanting to hear my 17-0 prediction. We'll hit that after we go through the schedule. I'll just give you my thoughts. We'll go through the schedule. I'll give you my brief thoughts. And then we'll go back through it, talk about some of the kind of the interesting details about this schedule. And then uh, we'll go through and do a quick prediction, which we know we all know how accurate those are going to be. Week two is the 49ers home opener, September 18th. At 1.05 p.m. on Fox against none other than the Seattle Seahawks. But something a little different about these Seattle Seahawks. They no longer come with a Russell Wilson. Yes, that's right. Mr. Unlimited has now been limited to Denver. As in traded. So you all knew that though. Insanely big trade. But... The 49ers no longer have to face the Seahawks with Russell Wilson under center for the first time in, what, 10 years? So that game becomes obviously drastically less terrifying. You know, I I guess I'm not ready just based on the past. I guess I'm not ready to just completely write off the Seahawks. They look very write-offable, but it's like, it almost seems like a trap. It's a trap! Like... Should I really believe that they're not going to be good? They weren't good last year and they had Russell Wilson. But even then, they still find a way to beat the 49ers. So it's like it's like I, I, I'm not ready to, to embrace that reality yet. And I'm sure a lot of people on the other end of, the, of this microphone coming out of their speakers can, can, <laughs> are with me on that. So a couple of favorable games, I would say, to open the season at the Bears versus the Seahawks. And then we've got a little bit of a gut check for the 49ers in weeks three and four. You've got two primetime matchups at the Denver Broncos. So the 49ers thought they were going to get to enjoy life without Russell Wilson. They face the Seahawks week two. And oh, surprise, he's here week three (laughs) on a different team, a better team, the Broncos. Okay, But I say that now. Jerry Judy was actually arrested earlier today. I'm recording this on Thursday. He was arrested earlier today for something to do with let me let me just search it. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I don't wanna when it comes to stuff like that, I don't want to just spitball. From Adam Schefter, Broncos wide receiver Jerry Judy was arrested today and taken into custody in Colorado. There's no information available yet on any of his charges. That's not that's old. 
Here it is from Tom Pelissero. The charges against Broncos wide receiver Jerry Judy, second-degree criminal tampering. In Colorado means tampering with another person's property with intent to cause injury, inconvenience, or annoyance. The domestic violence enhancer is based on Judy's relationship with the accuser. So it's either an ex, a girlfriend, something along those lines, I would assume. Like I just said, I hate assuming when it comes to that stuff. Tampering with another person's property with intent to cause injury, inconvenience, or annoyance. So breaking somebody else's shit. But then there's that with intent to cause injury. That could get a... I could get real real quick. Like, you know, cutting someone's brake lines. That... <laughs> that's right there. But I'm not necessarily... You know, I don't think Jerry Judy's out there cutting brake lines. But uh, never say never, I guess. So, week three against the Broncos on Sunday night football in Denver with Russell Wilson under center. Could Jerry Judy be casting passes? Probably, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that unfolds. Definitely a an, an interesting Broncos squad that I assume is going to be good. You've got their stud, year two running back, Williams, I believe his last name is. You've got a good receiving core. You've got Russell Wilson. You've got a competent defense. That's going to be the the so week three at Broncos, week four versus the Rams at Levi Stadium. That's like an early 2022 gut check right there. I'm assuming that the Broncos are going to be good. I'm also assuming that the Rams are going to be very good. So how the 49ers look in those games, and I'm not even saying they need to win them. You would like them to. But how the 49ers look in those two games will be a fantastic gut check, litmus test on what the 49ers are going to be able to do in 2022. But there's a better little gauntlet coming up that we're about to run into. But that's a nice little, are we for real? For the 49ers, you win those games, your confidence soars. The 49ers come away from at Broncos and versus the Rams with two wins. Their confidence is through the roof. Around the NFL, they would be considered one of the best teams. Period. We know that. If they're competitive, they're considered one of the better teams in the NFL. You, you know, Let's say they lose, but they're competitive. Respect is not lost. Okay, obviously you don't want to go into those games and get your ass handed to you because then you're getting the the feeling that, okay, the 49ers just aren't for real this year. They just went up against two solid NFL squads. And they got their shit handed to them, and they lost. So, you know, the, it's just an interesting gut check right there. There are many ways. You know, obviously, it's not just win or go home. That's not how reality works. There's a lot of minutia. A lot of details to be taken from those two games right there and what the 49ers are going to be able to do. At Broncos is tough, man. You're going to Mile High Stadium. You're jumping into that thin oxygen. I have endured that thin oxygen. I was stationed in El Paso, Texas, which unbeknownst to me, when I first went there, I did not know anything about El Paso when I was first stationed there. And I went there, and at this time, I was running about three miles a day, and then i try to run like 10 miles at some point over the weekend. I was a runner, you know, and 
I got to El Paso and I, I took off for a run and I was just absolutely winded. Like I felt incredibly out of shape. I'm like, dude, I'm not even a mile in. Why do I feel like this? And I, I had no idea that El Paso was at like 4,500 feet, which for those California people, that's like the very tip top of the grapevine. I believe you can see that sign as you go over the thing. It says 4,400. It's like right where El Paso is. And I just had no idea what was going on. I'm just sucking for air. Just, and, and I couldn't. And then, then my next mistake was not realizing how fast storms move in El Paso because I ran out of my apartment door. I ran like two miles one direction. And then I turned around to run back to my apartment. And I'm greeted with this massive storm front right in front of me. Just huge clouds that go a mile into the air with about a mile left. I just got smacked in the face with all this wind and rain. Some dude saw me walking on the side of the road and was like, Hey man, you need a ride. And I could tell he was also military. And I was like, hell yeah, dude. And I hopped in and he gave me a ride back to my apartment, but it was nuts. Anyways, week three, week four at Broncos versus Rams. There's your, there's your early season gut check, and, and we'll really know what this team's all about, especially if Trey Lance is under center after those two weeks. And then they get a little bit of a, a, a road reprieve, I guess, if you could say that. Um, and the hard part about these schedules is, is things change so drastically once the season starts. Shitty teams are actually good. Good teams aren't as good as you thought they were, or they're phenomenal. Uh, you know, it's tough to just roll through this and give you the, the most accurate what I think is going to happen ever, but week five and six, you've got, you've got away games against the Panthers and the Falcons. And what's weird is I'm talking about away games as reprieves is like breaks. But when it comes to the 49ers in 2021, last year, they were eight and four on the road playoffs included. They had two playoff win wins and then lost their road game against uh, the Rams to go to the Super Bowl. So they were eight and four on the road in 2021, but they were only four and four at at home. So there's two things here that that kind of you know it's a paradox. Everybody always refers to away games as challenges as difficulties, but for the 49ers of 2021, they were not. They were where they got their work done. But usually it's. No, that's not the case. But again, you've got the Panthers, you've got the Falcons, two teams that are not expected to be good at all. You've got those week three and week four games against the Broncos and Rams that are really going to tell us a lot about this team. But you can also learn, I mean, you can learn a lot about a team every week. We know that. I'm not trying to insult your intelligence. But that that week five and week six games against the Panthers and Falcons, those are two games where you're expecting the 49ers to walk in there and handle their business. So it's, you know, there's, there's, like I said, there's things to glean from every game. I'm not, I'm not, but you always want to see how your team does against good teams. So that's what I mean when, it, when we're talking about week three and four. So they got a week five and week six games against the Panthers and against the Falcons. And then here's where I think it was the 2019 season. I should have already, uh, I should have already had this up, but let me 2019 season. Let me look it up. Because if you remember, the 49ers in 2019, I believe it was, if I'm not mistaken, they had what we all referred to as their gauntlet. A crazy stretch of good teams. And I'm looking at the schedule. Let's see it. 
It was, yeah, it was right here. It was the Cardinals and then the Seahawks and then the Cardinals and then the Packers and then the Ravens and then the Saints. And I'm not sure where in 2019 the Falcons were supposed to fall into that. But you had that mid-season stretch from weeks 9 to week 14. Cardinals, Seahawks, Cardinals, Packers, Ravens, uh, Saints. And I believe the 49ers came out on top. I think it was like 5-2 and two or whatever whatever the total number of games it was. 4-2. and two. But the 49ers have a very similar thing this season. Not as, not as extensive, but it's definitely there. In week 7... You've got a home game against the Chiefs. In week eight, you've got an away game against the Rams. Is that really an away game, though? In week nine, you get a bye. In week 10, you got a home game against the Chargers. In week 11, you've got an away game against the Cardinals in Mexico. So that's one little hell of a stretch right there. They do have that bye in between, but you've got Chiefs, Rams, Chargers, Cardinals. I don't even know what to expect from the Saints, and that's week 12. They could be solid. I mean, I believe they're planning on having Jameis Winston as their quarterback, so you never really know what you're going to get. But to me, that is your that is your 2022 gauntlet right there. Chiefs at home, Rams in L.A., week 9 bye to pull yourself together, week 10, Chargers at Levi's, week 11 versus Cardinals, in Mexico. And that's a, that, what's cool about the 49ers schedule, where they got away with one, is that Week 11 game against the Cardinals counts as an away game, even though both teams are traveling there. If I were to go to the Cardinals schedule right now, that Week 11 game in Mexico, I believe would count as a home game for them. Let me, let me travel over there right now, now that I'm thinking about it. I just searched... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Cardinals, no, it's going to give me baseball. I don't want that. Nobody cares about baseball. I'm just kidding. 
kidding. Relax, guys. Just relax, okay? All right, so let's go to their schedule. They really not have a nice pretty picture like everybody else does. Yeah, it is. Week 11, November 21st, Cardinals versus 49ers at Mexico City. And that counts as one of their home games. So that's a rough break. I'd have to go through and see the rest of their schedule and see if they have the same amount of home games as the 49ers. But for the 49ers, an away game counted as an away game rather than a home game for the Card- like it did for the Cardinals. So small break there. That game didn't impact the number of home games they got. So there's a stretch. I mean, that's like your are the 40, you know, you got that Broncos and Rams. I feel like, you know, that'll tell you a lot, but that's your ultimate stretch right there. Week seven versus Chargers, week eight at Rams, that week nine by week 10 versus Chargers, week 11 versus the Cardinals in Mexico. You know, it says versus Cardinals on here, even though it's labeled as an away game. So we'll see about that. I don't want to get too ahead of myself as far as home and away and how that Mexico City play game played into it. Now, again, the 49ers were much better on the road in 2021 than they were in 2022. But you've got one, two, three, four, five of their eight games in the first half of the season before that week nine bye are on the road. Okay, five of eight. And then you turn the corner. You have that week nine bye. And I believe it's six of nine games for the second half of the season are at home at Levi's Stadium. Now, should this be a good thing? Absolutely. Of course, it should be a good thing to have the majority of your games at home. But for the 49ers who weren't that good at Levi's Stadium last year, maybe it's not a good thing, but we're going to continue to say it's a good thing. Home games should always be a good thing. Until they're not. So hopefully this season does not verify this Levi Stadium tradition of not being good at home. So they were real good at in Levi Stadium in 2019. So hopefully we don't get a trend going there. But, okay, so we've got the week nine bye. We got week 10 versus Chargers. I expect the Chargers to be a solid team. Kind of jumped over the Chiefs back there, but I feel like everybody knows what to expect against the Chiefs in week seven. That's a home game. But at the same time, how much did Tyreek Hill factor into that Chiefs equation? I would have to think a lot, right? I mean, one of, the one of if not the fastest player in the NFL, all of a sudden he's not there and, and, a, and a legit elite wide receiver in the NFL. Not just his speed, but his overall game. I mean, he essentially won them, the, him, along with Patrick Mahomes, won them the Super Bowl against the 49ers. How different is that team going to look? without that that player there. To me, you know, the Chiefs losing Tyreek Hill would be like the 49ers losing Debo Samuel. You're expecting you are not expecting that offense to look the same. So week 7 versus Chiefs says I mean obviously is as much of a slugfest as that should be. It's still a winnable game and I think we're going to see a different Chiefs team without that 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 it factor of Tyreek Hill. I assume the Rams are going to be very good. Despite the fact that the 49ers have had their number in years past, the Rams are the last person to win that matchup. So, you know, week four, week eight, you know they're going to be good against the Rams. 49ers get that week nine by week 10 versus Chargers. And then they're going to Mexico City to face the Cardinals at 5.15 p.m. I believe that says Monday night football. Yes, it does. Very small, very small. 
Interesting matchup. I'm not sure what to expect of the Cardinals this year. You've got Kyler Murray, who hasn't been paid, deleting the team off social media. Got a pretty solid receiver core there. You know, they traded for Marquise Brown, the speedster out of Baltimore. They've got DeAndre Hopkins, but, oh, you know what? And I just realized that. DeAndre Hopkins suspension, the 49ers don't play the Cardinals during DeAndre Hopkins, what I believe was a six-week suspension. (laughs) Both of the 49ers matchup against the Cardinals are in the latter half of the year where they'll have DeAndre Hopkins, one of the league's best back. So 49ers getting a little unlucky there, but we can, we can, they can still compete with the Cardinals with DeAndre Hopkins. We've seen that. All right. Week 12, another home game against the Saints. Uh, Another team that I don't really know what to expect. They have pieces, but at the same time, you're feeling Jameis Winston, expected to feel Jameis Winston as the starting quarterback. You got Taysom Hill, who's just annoying and does weird things. Who is he a quarterback? Is he a tight end? Is he a running back? Is he in the back there in Wildcat? It's just it's not taking fantasy points. Alvin Kamara, obviously great player. But it just seems like a team that, you know, they they got the coaching change, quarterback change, quarterback injury, you know, is they're all over the place. They're all over. I just, I just don't expect the, the 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 Saints to be a very competitive team this year. We'll see. Then you've got another home back to back home games: Week Twelve versus the Saints, Week Thirteen versus the Dolphins. Dolphins on the come up. Mike McDaniel. The Dolphins seem like they're on the come up. Everybody was making a huge deal out of Tua underthrowing Tyreek Hill, and then Tyreek Hill responded with another video of Tua not underthrowing people. And it's it's silly. God, man, social media. So I'm not I'm, just, I'm not really sure what to expect of the Dolphins either. I do think that's a that's a game the 49ers should will you know we'll know I mean this is week 13. We'll know a lot about that team at that point. So I it's we'll know what to expect at that point. But I don't expect the Dolphins to be a contender. But that shifts so fast. They got Raheem Mostert now. They've got Tyreek Hill. They've got Tua, who, you know, hit or miss. They've got some playmakers there. They've they've they had a, a respectable defense last year. They can make some wave. And then we've got the third consecutive home game for the 49ers versus the still Tom Brady led Buccaneers on December eleventh in the afternoon at Levi's Stadium. Buccaneers. Obviously, you got a, a matchup you've got to respect. So, moving on, week 15 at the Seahawks on Sunday night football. Again, an away game at the Seahawks sends shivers down 49ers fans' spines. But I d- don't expect, you know, we still don't know anything about Baker Mayfield. He's still floundering on the Browns, all upset. We don't know who's going to be, you know, who's going to be quarterbacking the Seahawks. You know, is Drew Locke? I don't think. Are they really going to ride him out the whole season? Are they just kind of like tanking light? You know, I'm I'm ready to embrace the fact that the Seahawks might suck and might be last in the division, but I feel like something's going to happen, like some WWE type entrance 
oh, it's Stone Cold. And, you know, it's it's Baker Mayfield for this. I mean, again, does Baker Mayfield make you a contender? Not sure it does. Not sure it does. All right, let's keep rolling. Week 16 versus the Commanders. <laughs> Y'all know what I think about that name. Please, Commander. Anyways, so we got another home game. I mean, so you're looking at that. Look at that schedule, man. 49ers week. Let's go back to after the bye. Bye week. Home game against the Chargers. Away against Cardinals in Mexico City. Home against the Saints. Home against the Dolphins. Home against the Bucks. Away against the Seahawks, who might suck. Home against the Car- uh, Commanders. And then here you here here you have the pentalent game of the the 2022 season. The pinnacle would probably be the better word there. The 49ers are in Las Vegas to play the Raiders on New Year's Day. If half the roster doesn't show up, I'll understand it. I mean, I'm just thinking of the four, half the 49ers team waking up like the opening of the hangover where there's a tiger in their bathroom, there's a baby in their closet, George Kittle's missing a tooth, Trey Lance doesn't have pants, and Fred Warner's on the roof. That That's all I'm thinking for, for Week 17 is the 49ers show up to that game in shambles because they were in Vegas on New Year's Eve. Ouch. Do what you do what you got to do, squad. And then finally, the final game of the 49ers 2022 season is a week 18 home game against the Arizona Cardinals. We know it's it's going to be either the 7th or the 8th of January time to be determined. And there you go. 2022 season for a team that was was very was almost made the Super Bowl. This schedule seems okay. Hopefully I don't eat my words, but the schedule seems doable. It seems okay. So let's roll through it. You know, you know what, before we, before we get into win the loss shit, let's kind of break down the notes I had about it. Rough first half, you know, five of eight away games. You got the first half of that gauntlet in there. You got an away game against the Rams an away game against the Broncos. Two tough games. You've got a home game against the Chiefs. You've got a home game against the Rams. All in that first half of the season. Some real challenging gut check games. Five of eight on the road. And then you've got that that back half of the season. Where it's six of nine at home. Three consecutive home games. You know, and no no stretch of any two away games in that, that whole last of the season. Home, away, home, 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 away, home, away, home. I mean, if the 49ers are for real then that is your playoff push right there. 49ers are winning games at Levi's Stadium, turning up that atmosphere, maybe winning some sort of home field advantage as they get towards the playoffs. I mean, I we're expecting to see Trey Lance, and I know there's some crazy expectations to put on a, a, you know, it's essentially a rookie quarterback leading the team for the first time. But man, if this team is for real, they... That that is your moment right there. Take it away. You have that week seven through eleven gauntlet: Chiefs, Rams, Chargers, Cardinals. That's some good stuff right there. The 49ers have five primetime games: Week three, Sunday night football at Broncos; Week four, Monday night against the Rams at Levi's; Week ten, Sunday night 
versus the Chargers at Levi's. Week 11, Monday night in Mexico versus the Cardinals. And then you've got the last one, which is Thursday night at Seahawks. Five primetime games. There are 12 other teams, 11 other teams that have five primetime games. So the 49ers are getting the respect they deserve, but it's not like they're being showered with praise. There's 11 other teams that have primetime games. So five primetime games. All right, so let's roll through it. Now, I'm going to try and be as realistic as I can. I'm, I'm not throwing my homer prediction at you guys. I'm looking at these games, and I'm trying to legitimately take a stab at what I think will happen. Some things to consider. What's the status of Debo Samuel? Is he going to be the 49ers go-to guy throughout this entire schedule? I don't know. How's Trey Lance going to look? We don't know. 49ers have a ton of great players. They are a very good football team. But they have some serious unknowns. I think it was Kyle Brandt on Good Morning Football said Trey Lance might be the biggest X-factor and unknown in all of the NFL next season. He might be the ultimate question mark with the ability to completely change the landscape of the NFL. If he's good, not even great or crazy, if he's good, the 49ers can go far. If he's not good, then a team that we think should be good will be underperforming, and that drastically changes the landscape of the NFL. So there's some unknowns that that could drastically change how this schedule unfolds, but let's roll through it anyways. Let's roll through it anyways. Week one against the Bears. I'm saying that's a win. I think the 49ers come out. They establish themselves as a a solid team right out of the gate. The Bears still have not done much in the way of offensive firepower for Justin Fields, and I expect the 49ers to own the field in that game, whether it's on the ground or with some help from Trey Lance through the air. Again, assuming it's Trey Lance. Week two, home opener versus the Seahawks. I'm going another win. It's the Seahawks. As of right now, their starting quarterback is Drew Locke. They just don't seem like a good team. There's no other way to put it. 49ers starting the season 2-0. Week three at Broncos. On Sunday night football. I'm going to go loss. You know, like I said, you're going up to Mile High Stadium. 5,000 feet in the air. They're facing a Russell Wilson-led Broncos team with a much better squad than what he's used to playing with, at least for the past few years. I think they'll be respectable. I think it'll be one of those close games. Let's say let's say loss. It is a tough next one. So 49ers are now 2-1 and one through three weeks. Week 4 versus Rams. Week four versus Rams. There's no chance the 49ers can't get up for that game, no matter what happens week three against the Broncos. I'm going win. I think the 49ers beat the Rams at home on Monday night football, like they've done many times before. Not that this is your same old Rams, but I think the 49ers win that game. That makes them three and one through week four. Weeks five and six against the Panthers and the Falcons. If the 49ers are a good team, those are your those are your trap games. <laughs> but I'm going to go wins for both of those. Week 5 at the Panthers. Week 6 at Falcons. Win-win. 
That makes the 49ers 5-1 and one through the first six weeks of the season. Week 7 versus the Chiefs at home. Man, that's tough. I definitely think if the 49ers are what we think they are, they have a chance at winning that game. I'm going to go loss because the Chiefs have earned that. But there's a chance they could come away with that one. You know, I, I do believe that's a very winnable game. So we are. I need to. I need to. I need to write this down as I say it because I'm going to 100% start forgetting what I've had their their record at. So when hold on, I'm going to put a little column for wins here. Put a column for losses. Let's let's add them up. I'm doing this right here with you guys. Okay, so wins. We're just going to do a quick little recap. Whatever. Wins against the Bears. Wins against the Seahawks. Losses against the Broncos. Wins against the Rams. At home. At Levi Stadium. Let's go Niners. And then two more wins against the Panthers and the Falcons. So the 49ers are now 5-1. and one. And then let's go a loss to the, the Chiefs at home. Again, winnable game. The 49ers are now 5-2. and two. Now you have a week eight game in the against the Rams in Los Angeles. Let's go with another loss. I gave the 49ers their home game against the Rams in week four. I'm going to give the Rams their home game against the 49ers in week eight. But we all know there's a good chance there's going to be four more 49ers fans at that stadium. So in this case, the 49ers would go into week nine, five and three. Five wins and three losses. Solid. Not otherworldly. Maybe not leading the NFL, but solid. In the hunt. Week 10 versus the Chargers. Week 10, the Chargers are all over the map. Like, they were great. They were a good football team last year. And then they got destroyed by the Texans. That right before the 49ers played them. So I really just I don't know what to I don't know what to think about the Chargers. So I'm gonna give the 49ers a win there. 49ers are now six and three. And they've got an away game against the Cardinals in Mexico. I do feel like the 49ers are a better football team than the Cardinals. But we've seen them just botch games against them. Like that seemed winnable. You know, when the 49ers played them with Trey Lance, it was I mean, I understand it was Trey Lance's first game, but even then, if you watched that game, it was like, man, the 49ers should have won this. So let's just go, let's go L there. Let's go in Mexico City. Let's go L. That would make the 49ers six and four. Now you've got a week 12 home game against the Saints. I'm giving the 49ers the win. Then we've got a week 13 game against the Dolphins. I'm going to give the 49ers a win. Then we've got a week 14 game against the Bucks. That's tough. I look at that game a lot like I look at the Chiefs. I'll go loss, but very winnable, along with the Chiefs. Very winnable. So what do we got? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 49ers are eight and five. They've got a week 16. Now it's time to turn up the heat. We've got a week 15 game at Seahawks. I'm giving them a win there. We've got a week 16 game versus Commanders. I'm giving them a win there. We got a week 17 game at Raiders on New Year's Day. 
the newly acquired Devontae Adams. 49ers defense, I feel like it's just going to get after Derek Carr. I'm going to go win. And then you've finally got a week 18 game versus the Cardinals. I'm going to go win. Am I, I mean, there's a few games in there that I gave the 49ers wins where maybe they could go a different way. The Raiders game I see is one. The Rams game at home I see is one. I'm talking about games where I gave the 49ers wins. The Chargers, you know, you've got some, you got some tipping points in here. The Dolphins, if they come out hot and they find their groove by week eight, 13. There's definitely some tipping points that I, I may have done the 49ers some favors, but they all I also gave them losses at times when they could have very easily gotten wins. So let's add them up. 1, 2, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. 12 and 5. That's a 12 and 5 record for the 49ers. That is in that is in the playoffs. More than likely and is in contention for one of the the higher seeds, if not number 1, depending on what everybody else does. So a 12 and 5 record at first glance. Very much emphasis at first glance for the 49ers, a 12 and 5 record. I still have a lot of respect for this 49ers team. And I think my big reason for just maintaining positivity with Trey Lance is I feel like he's going to give the 49ers everything Jimmy Garoppolo gave the 49ers. Not in the same way, you know, but I feel like the 49ers will be just as good under Trey Lance. It's the most simple way I can say it, if not better. I'm not expecting a, a step back under Trey Lance. That's that's. I just I don't I don't see it. Jimmy Garoppolo was not that impressive last year. It wasn't impressive last year. And so I I'm just I think the 49ers are going to be better under Trey Lance. And so that's why I have them still going 12 and 5. It could be better. I again I they they could lose some games I don't expect them to lose. They could win some games I don't expect them to win. So I like their chances. Hopefully, listening to that, you know, that prediction didn't come off as, you know, Homer. I, I've never been that type. So that's my that's my deal. 12 and, 12 and 5 for the 49ers. Let's, and let's see. Let's see it. Man, Levi Stadium. If that's the case, when you're, dude, imagine if the 49ers are in that type of shape heading into that crazy home stretch. Levi Stadium is going to go nuts. I love it. I love it. I love it. I was there in Levi Stadium when the 49ers beat the Packers to go to the Super Bowl. That place was on fire. But that's what happens when you win. You're, you're, that's just the way it is. Fans are there. They're jacked out of their minds. So let's hope that's the case for Levi Stadium in 2022. But, hey, I mean, what do you guys think? Do you was, Am I way off? Am I out of my mind? Let me know. Hit me up on Twitter, at Rob underscore louder, L-O-W-D-E-R. I feel like what I gave you was – Realistic, but if 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 something I shot out there was laughable, you tell me. You put it out there for the world. But hey, y'all already know what it is. I appreciate y'all. Thank you for listening to Striking Gold. Thank you for sticking with us all these years. We're coming up on 2022, and it looks like it's going to be one hell of a season. I cannot wait to see what the 49ers look like under Trey Lance. I cannot wait. I hope you feel the same. Hey, get out there. Continue your support of Striking Gold. Rate the podcast. Five stars if you prefer. Leave a comment. 
download, subscribe, pass the word on to your friends. Just keep supporting the pod because I appreciate it. And just, just be here. Be here. Tune in. Be a part of this. I appreciate it. I mean, if you're listening to this right now, you already are. But keep tuning in because I appreciate every single one of you. But unfortunately, another episode has to come to an end. Char, you know what it is. I'm Rob. This is Strike Gold. And for another week, we're signing up. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.